Jeff's. Jeff's And welcome to my wonderland, everyone. Nice to have you here for what is actually the 32nd instalment of Jeff Healy's Wonderland. Now, when I started the show, like many people who embark on doing a podcast, I really didn't know whether or not I actually had enough thoughts, theories and observations on this thing we call life to sustain the Wonderland for an extended period of time. I mean, starting a podcast is exciting, but it turns out that keeping it going can be daunting. There's a statistic out there somewhere which actually indicates that a great many new podcasts tend to vanish after about the seventh episode. This happens for a variety of reasons, one of the main ones being that, well, quite frankly, it's one thing more that one has to do, on top of all the other things in life that we have to do, and it does require the sort of effort and self-discipline that I, for one, have never been particularly good at. Anyway, I am happy to report that there is no sign of the Wonderland losing steam, so to speak, and that's because of the fact that just about every day I get a fresh reminder of just how fascinating, hilarious and oddly inspiring the human experience is, in all sorts of ways. And also, Wonderlanders, because of the feedback and encouragement that I continue to get from you. So thanks for that. Now, I think we're all inspired by the rich tapestry of life and the way it rolls, whether we realise it or not. And it's part of our nature to want to encapsulate that occasionally through memes or quotes or sayings, which are really helpful hints on how to help other people more effectively navigate their way through their existence here on planet Earth. As a religious instruction teacher of mine used to say, it's kind of like one beggar telling another beggar where to find food. I've always found these short verbal life hacks fascinating, to be honest. And so that leads us directly to the front door of today's Theory Time. Yo, you can't know what you can't know. I'm going to tell you what I think you know. And I know what I know. This is what I know. Theory Time. And welcome to Theory Time. So I'm going to begin today's Theory Time by reciting two famous quotes. The first from former Australian Prime Minister Malcolm Fraser. Life wasn't meant to be easy. The second, from another famous person whose name has escaped me for the moment. One man's disadvantage is another man's opportunity. All right. Now, in one respect or another, life has probably never been easy, but I think just because we're surrounded with the trappings of modern life in terms of technology, yummy fast food, air conditioning, memory foam mattresses and other interesting trinkets to keep us distracted from the more tedious stuff, we have still managed to maintain a world where sometimes it all just gets a bit too much and we need a break. For example, consider the growing incidence of burnout syndrome. You know, when people start losing it because they're overworked, overstressed, overwhelmed, or just generally over everything. And we'll say to these people, you need to get away from it all. Meaning, you need to go somewhere where you can be completely removed from your regular environment in order to recover. But you know, these are not the people who should be first in line when it comes to getting away from it all. No, there are those in our society who, more than anybody else whose incurable affliction, 
whose disadvantage, if you like, has proven that they really need to get away from things as often as possible. It is a largely forgotten part of our society, rarely acknowledged but making up a far greater percentage of the population than any of us might care to admit. Yes, I'm talking about the clumsy, the accident-prone and the easily embarrassed. Confused? Well, let me explain. I'm quite sure that most of us have, at some time or another, been in a situation where we've been out somewhere we're not particularly familiar with, and we make a fool of ourselves by doing something unintentional that causes people to look at us and laugh, or worse, and then someone will say, oh, it's okay, no one knows you, don't worry about it, you'll never see these people again. And I guess if you're the person in the humiliating position, you might consider this advice and think to yourself, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's fine. I can just laugh it off, put my underwear back on and not worry about it because no one here knows who I am. Well, we've all known people who are very likely, for one reason or another, to find themselves in these types of situations more often than the average person. And so I would like to suggest that the disadvantage suffered by these poor souls presents a hitherto unrealised opportunity for the travel industry. And I'm going to call this cringe tourism. The principle of cringe tourism is to arrange all-inclusive package holidays specifically tailored to the accident-prone, the clumsy and the easily embarrassed. Itineraries would involve carefully selected destinations with a no-risk guarantee of there being anybody there who would recognise the traveller should there be an unfortunate incident or incidents. Celebrities and politicians would pay a premium for the service, of course, given the increased difficulty of achieving anonymity, although significant discounts may apply for the slightly less secure possible paparazzi package. This is what I know. Theory time. And that was theory time, and without even missing a beat, if you'll pardon the pun, it's now time to welcome you again to Song of the Day. So today's funky little track comes from my Love in a Suit album and it's one of my favourites from that period. My inspiration for writing the song was that as a travelling musician, I tend to think of my gigs and tours in terms of months, and occasionally I get a break in the middle of one of these tours, which I might describe as having nothing for a particular period of time. And that's not a bad thing. Anyway, that's how I came up with the idea for the title and the song, and so here it is. The quasi-autobiographical Nothing for August. I gotta give it up. And I know that it's not so easy. We've been living it up for so damn long. I gotta give her up. Oh, she tried so hard to please me. We've been living a lie, now it's time to come on. Come on. I wanna take it up. With someone who can show me Nothing to keep me here And everything to fear And don't you dig it up Cause you know so much about me And there's so many stories That I never want to hear One of the downsides to being a musician And playing live a lot Is that people do tend to gossip about you What they think you're doing Who they think you're doing it with And 99.9% .9 of the time it's made up and it's not true. And that's just something that we have to live with, unfortunately. I don't even care if you're looking for me, baby. 
As is the case with a lot of my songwriting, I find this is a series of images, a series of thoughts, sort of thrown together in a jumble. And it's almost like stream of consciousness songwriting. I think the advantage of that sort of songwriting, though, is it makes it easier for the listener to read their own interpretations into the song. Nothing for August, which incidentally is another song that I am subconsciously earmarking for re-recording and re-releasing, partly because I really like it, but also because I've got the feeling I could do it a lot better now than I did back in 1999. Hmm. Anyway, look, please check out the rest of the track and my other albums and songs on your favourite music streaming platform. I have mentioned a few times on The Wonderland that I live in Germany and in fact right on the border of Switzerland and a lot of my gigs are in Switzerland and I've been playing there regularly, mostly in Zurich since before the turn of the last century. So what that means is that I'm pretty familiar with the place, pretty familiar with the system, I've got a lot of Swiss friends and I still find myself there quite often. But as with all places, there are upsides and there are downsides and none of these has anything to do with knives, precision watches, chocolate or cheese. And that leads me neatly to our subject for Jeff's Thought of the Day. And a hearty welcome to Thought of the Day, which today takes us all the way to the jewel of Central Europe, that is Switzerland. Quite seriously though, it is a lovely country, and I think Swiss people are generally and understandably very happy with their lot. It is also a rather expensive country to live in, but the minimum wage is quite high, which would help a bit, I suppose. There's one area of continuing dissatisfaction for the Swiss, though, and that is driving, as in driving fast. You see, Switzerland, unlike Germany, has no autobahns. Well, they do, but these have a speed limit of 120 kilometres per hour, whilst the speed limit for standard highways is 80 kilometres per hour. In Germany, the highway speed is 100 kilometres per hour, and if you're on the Autobahn, there is no speed limit as such. Although there is a recommended speed of 130 kilometres an hour. Not that most people pay much attention to that because it's not actually law. Although if you're driving over 130 and you're involved in some kind of accident, you may have insurance issues to deal with. That is, if you're still alive. But the Swiss are keen motorists. They really are, and they will routinely come across the border and drive like the clappers, faster than they would back home, because suddenly they can. And even if they do get pulled over for speeding, the penalty will usually be considerably less than they would pay for doing the same thing in Switzerland. Now, I don't know what it is with Switzerland and fast driving on roads or even in areas where it would be appropriate to do so. I mean, driving fast professionally is illegal in Switzerland too evidenced by the fact that there is no such thing as a Swiss Grand Prix. At least, not one that's held in Switzerland. Another area where Germany is attractive to the Swiss is that of grocery shopping. Swiss people can come across the border into Germany, buy their groceries a lot cheaper than they can back home, and then get a tax refund into the bargain. 
Now, Germans sometimes grumble about this, but during the coronavirus lockdowns, when the border was closed between Switzerland and Germany, German supermarkets realised just how many of the customers were Swiss and that people coming over the border to do their shopping in Germany from Switzerland was really important to the local border economies. So now I don't think there's quite as much grumbling. Anyway, do visit Switzerland if you ever have a chance. It's beautiful, clean, safe, everything works, the Alps are magnificent, the trains run on time, the coffee is superb, the natives are friendly, yodelling is optional... And of course, the Swiss national flag is also a big plus. And that's it for Thought of the Day, and indeed our episode for this week. I hope you've had fun on today's Wonderland Express, which I think was actually also the name of a John Denver album. Hmm. Anyway, look, if you have enjoyed listening to the show and you happen to be on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please leave a comment or a rating and or and don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button if you haven't done so already as for me i'm going to go out now to hit the autobahn and the supermarket specials but i will be back with more thrills and spills next friday of course so don't forget to join me for the next questionably entertaining episode of my wonderland Just one to land. Just one to land. Just one to land. Just one to land.